0: welcome to episode 43 of what did you watch this week my name is mike
1: my name is john
0: and i you know this is stuck in my brain and i just gotta say it good news everyone which is nothing like the way he says it but i had to say it out loud
1: i, I feel like i need a little button that goes you know wah wah wah. Uh, i
0: know it was terrible i just i can't get that that voice i can't get yeah. the
1: voice it's like high-pitched and nasally but at the same yeah. time not too high-pitched and when you lost everyone? I don't know. Doesn't matter. But for some
0: reason I had to say it. It's felt the urge. But And I don't but, even have any news. Oh. I think Like that's the other thing too. Like I don't have any news to share. I mean I have shows to talk about. I have movies to talk about. Well, how about this?
1: I'll I'll follow it up by saying that they announced today that the four superhero CW shows were all renewed for the next season. Nice. So that's Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, and Legends were all renewed. And they also announced that – you know the CW Seed where they've got that yes. little animated Vixen show? Yes. Well, they just added a new show to that. What's that? Constantine. Animated or the live Animated. Animated. Really? It, it will be with Matt Ryan as the voice. Nice. Yeah.
0: So um. – because they've had the live-action one since they launched the CW Seed app. I had that first before they did their own CW app, right. and they had all, all 13 episodes of Constantine on that, which I thought was awesome.
1: Yep. This will be a new – they said that they haven't got an episode run yet. It will probably be like six episodes, maybe ten minutes each like Vixen. Um, yeah. But it will – since it's animated, they can go a little bit more flashy, I guess, and yeah. it will still tie into um, the Arrowverse, the Flashverse, et cetera. So that's something, It's right? something, and it keeps Matt Ryan on the paycheck. It keeps so. Matt
0: Ryan. Yeah, that's something. I'd still love to see him somehow just do another Constantine show or do a movie even. Do a movie with him or something. Right. I, I- really like – and I don't know. Is it – is it we like him so much as the character, we want to see him so bad as a character because they don't want to give him to us or because <laughs> it got canceled? Uh, like, is Firefly really as good as all we all think it is? Yes. Only because it got canceled? Yeah, I know. That's just amazing. What am I talking about?
1: <laughs> Come on now.
0: <laughs> that's just good phenomenal, God, man.
1: Absolutely phenomenal. But no, um, I, I see what you're saying. You're you're talking like the uh, bad relationship kind of thing. Like, yeah. Like you want to get out of the relationship and then they say we should break up and you're like, but wait. No, yeah. I want to be with them. I have to be with them. It's the JD.
0: You know, once you get what you want, you don't want it anymore,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or you want more what you can't have.
1: Yes, you want what you can't have, and then once you have it, you're like, oh, yeah,
0: yeah. It's not as special anymore if you get it all the time. But if you only get get a little bit every once in a while, then yeah, it makes it special still. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, I, I also heard they're doing a, a Flash Supergirl musical crossover. Oh, that'd be phenomenal! Yeah, I, I haven't read it officially anywhere. Some like Aaron and Ronnie and Martin were talking about it in a chat earlier, I and can I see was that. like,
1: I was like, I would absolutely love that because I do like musicals. And don't forget that both Supergirl and Flash were on Glee, and yep. so they can sing. You know, it's funny.
0: It just, I just reminded me of the uh, that pie chart thing you posted on my Facebook page a few years ago, which was like people who love musicals <laughs> and then people who love horror movies and where it bisex, it's serial killers. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: guess that's us.
0: Yeah. Speaking of musicals, uh, I watched this this week. It wasn't anything I watched on TV. I didn't watch it at a movie or a movie theater. The wife and I went to the uh, farewell tour of Mamma Mia! up in Bangor. The Cross Assurance Center or Arena, whatever it's called up there. Interest now. Farewell tour of what? Like Mamma Mia is not uh, going to be around anymore. It's yeah, it's the Broadway musical uh, tour that they're doing of the show, and this is the last. Like I think they've toured, been touring for a few years, and they've come through Maine the last couple two three years. Either at the Merrill Auditorium or up in Bangor, okay, but the one in Bangor that's the last show of this tour. That <laughs> Did you get Pierce Brosnan's signature? He, no, that's the movie. The people in the movie aren't. Uh, gotcha. Aren't, aren't in the so, show. So
1: no Amanda Seyfried.
0: Nope, nope, ah, nope. Barrel strapped no nothing. And uh, it was really, really good though. Kate loves the movie. She loves the musical. She'd never seen that the Broadway musical version of it, just the movie version, you know. And uh, she made a comment that there's more songs in what we saw than the movie version, and it's a little different. And they did a great job. We really liked it a lot. We had third row off the stage. Uh, People were singing along very, very, very loudly at times. Exuberantly. Yes, very exuberantly with vicious passion. (laughs) And the more alcohol they put in, the more they sang.
1: Oh, wonderful.
0: Yeah. Actually, it wasn't. It wasn't horrible. I'll say that. It was not
1: horrible. It didn't ruin the show by I, any means. I remember uh, one of my friends, Ashley, got married years back, and she yep. was like insane about that movie. She'd seen it like 20 times in the theater, and she owned yep. it, like 15 copies on DVD. She just loved it so much. And at her wedding, her mother and two of her aunts performed oh, one of the songs. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Was it Dancing Queen? Uh, I don't know if it was Dancing Queen. Oh. It might have been. Yeah, yeah, because that's funny. But they were, were there on tampons obviously. around their necks, so that was odd. That is weird. Yeah, I, I didn't. Did she understand. love it? Was she oh, she modified? loved it. She was flipping she was
0: oh, Okay, yeah. Well, good. They had a good time then. Good that's to right. They enjoyed themselves. <laughs> we went to a musical once, remember, John? Yes, yes. It's we went to musical. Evil Dead, the musical. That's the My God. one that I've been
1: to, and I loved it.
0: That was amazing. If they ever did that again down at Lenart's, I would absolutely go again. Now that you know how to get into the place? Now that we know how to get into the place, yeah, that was difficult. That was terrible. Wasn't it th- – correct me if I'm wrong. The theater where the performance is, an, it's an old bank vault, isn't it? yes. Yeah, you actually walk – it's in an old bank vault where you have to go through the vault door and they've set up this makeshift stage. I don't know. They did a phenomenal like, job.
1: You could see the doorway was actually knocked out concrete. It wasn't, oh, yeah. it wasn't filed down or anything. You could see pieces of rebar in the concrete. It was pretty funny. Yeah,
0: yeah. and then they had this makeshift like – I don't know. It's a, they. It's like they found a place and they said, hey, we're going to put shows on in here. And then they put up some seating and they were like, good enough. Yep. But I loved it. It was great.
1: That was my take on it.
0: Yep. It was phenomenal. And we and and we were in the splatter zone. We were sitting in the front row, and, and we got covered in fake
1: blood. Oh, yes. To the point where, like, at the end, the guy just pulled out the hose and literally sprayed us in the face. Like, he, yes, pretty he much. He wanted yeah. to soak us. This was yeah. not like, oh, he cut off an arm, and it might get on you. This guy was like, no, I am hosing these jerks yeah. in the front yeah. row. It was great. Yep. Good time. It was really
0: great. I, 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 again, I, I still use videos.
1: my after show picture on my uh, Facebook and my dating profile sometimes. You just cut out a little bit there. Did right? I? Just so you know. <gasps>
0: yeah. You're well, talking about your uh, the, the, the picture of you that you put as your profile picture and it you cut
1: out. Yeah. Sometimes it's been my profile picture. Yes. Sometimes it's been my dating profile picture. I like to let people know what they're getting.
0: When I was doing the online dating, my tag phrase was "I shower daily."
1: That's one of the like five or six things that they look for. Yep. You could say I shower daily. Uh, you could say I have a car. You could say yep. I have a job. Uh big yep. one is I have all my original teeth.
0: I have all my teeth. Yep. Yeah. I
1: think
0: I don't. I think I think um, I I have a job is a big one for some. Yep, it is. Um. And I have all my original teeth, and I shut You know, I think that's another
1: big one. Sometimes because I've literally seen women that put that in their profile. They'll say, you know, uh, you must have all your teeth. You must have a job. You must have your own car.
0: Yeah, and I like to think. I remember, hmm. I remember reading one. Some woman wrote like, "If you don't own a bed, don't message me." <laughs> Because if you haven't made the commitment to buy a bed yet, then you're not ready to commit for anything else.
1: <laughs> if I was more of a bold person, I'd want to, you know, find loopholes and be like, "Yes, I have a car. Yes, I have a bed. The bed is yeah. in the trunk of the car. It is a bed." bed. <laughs> do you have That's a job? Awesome. Yes, I'm a butcher. Yes, I do. I, yes, I do.
0: Yeah. I dispose of things.
1: Yep. Oh, I have goodness. all the, all the teeth in my mouth are there. They're not all mine, <laughs> but they're all there.
0: I have a mouth full of teeth. You not say who they had to be. That's right. And they're technically original teeth. They were originally someone's. Baby teeth are original teeth,
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> ah,
0: yes they are. Yep. Yes, they you said uh, I have to have a
1: job. How do you feel about internet porn site ownership? <laughs> Hello? Can I can I get a second date?
0: <laughs> Hello. Oh, I lost a bad connection, I guess. <laughs> uh, but it's
1: anyway, just my cell service it keeps breaking mm-hmm.
0: up. All that anyway. is neither here
1: nor there because we're here to talk about women's rights. Well,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. No. We are here to talk about Stuff we watched this week. So, it's right. John. Yes. What did you watch this week? A lot of stuff. Yeah, there was a lot of shows on.
1: Yeah, there were a lot of shows on, and I was also playing catch-up on a couple of shows and checking out a couple of shows, and um, I even caught a movie in there. Nice. But it was like an older movie, so. Sweet. Yeah, movie's a movie. But uh I, I I should just jump right in, I think, because you know, if we're gonna start on a Sunday, then we should jump in and say Sherlock is back.
0: Yeah, it is, isn't it?
1: And I, I can't tell if that was a smile on your face when you sighed like that or if that was kind of a because uh,
0: that's that's a Oh man, I'm enjoying this.
1: <laughs> well, um I watched it with Kelly and as she pointed out. Uh The show has kind of taken a bit of a turn from being all mental, you know, all cerebral, to being more like a Mission Impossible kind of thing. Yep. Um, I still enjoy the show quite a bit. It just feels like it's a different direction than I was... Enjoying in the beginning. Like, I think that I like the first season better because it was all in his mind. It was all mental and insulting people and stuff. And
0: yeah, well,
1: they're giving this so episode, much screen time to so many different characters. And
0: yeah, this episode definitely did have a lot more uh, action orientated. Yes. But I think it's because it was a heavy Mary episode. Yes. And, and, and reasons- Mary was a spy or. Secret agent, or whatever you want to call her, right? Um, and we still didn't learn a lot about her background. We just learned that her past
1: was coming back to haunt her, right? Part of a four-person um, team, and
0: yeah, you know,
1: one of them still alive, so he's yeah. coming for
0: her. And he thought she she thought he was dead, and on and on and on, and yep. And so it was. So I think because of her character, I think it definitely was more of like a. Mission Impossible style heavy episode. I mean, I absolutely loved the point where she goes roll of the dice and goes away so that they can't <laughs> find her, and, and you know she's gonna go find the person that's hunting her down, and so she does all these different elaborate things, covering her trail and backtracking and going from country to country to country to country, to country and then she walks in and he's there. Yep. And then he cuts that big, long, elaborate explanation of what it was, and finally he just goes, "Now we put a tracker in the thumb drive, basically." <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> and it was John's idea.
0: Yeah, yeah. We put but a it, tracker in the thumb drive, yeah. and she's like, "Ah," oh.
1: and she laughed about it, you know. Which is yeah, good. and
0: yeah, and then he's like, "Basically, I was just talking out of my ass." Yeah.
1: <laughs> Everything in probability can come <laughs> about down to the- mathematics, and if you like, it was a great yeah. explanation.
0: But um I'll tell you one thing I really did love about the episode was the first quite a bit of it before we got the Mary because really we don't we don't learn that it's Mary centric heavy until like forty minutes in. Right. Um but that you know, where he's solving all those cases.
1: Yes. Those were just
0: rapid fire succession of cases. But yeah, it definitely did feel almost like it was two different
1: um Two different episodes, or two different yeah. shows, or you know what I mean? Yeah, because so. as soon as we got to the Mary kick, then it was yeah. like you said, you know, it was the big elaborate. I'm gonna sneak over here, and we're gonna have map yeah. overlays like Indiana Jones, and you know, change my hair here, and then change vehicles here, and different money and different passports, and woah, yeah. All um, short, in an aquarium. You know, do you think it's the Stephen
0: Moffat effect to that? I, I'm worried that it is. You know, um, this year. So uh, Sherlock's a BBC show, obviously. Yes. And, and historically speaking, uh, PBS – I'm going to talk about main PBS specifically because that's obviously what I'm familiar with. Uh, their masterpiece theater line, they would air a lot of BBC shows. They always have, like Downton Abbey. In the past, they've aired Sherlock. But like for instance, what they've done with Sherlock is they take each episode, take each episode break it down into two episodes – of Masterpiece Theater. And then like where Sherlock airs the first three weeks of January in the BBC, it doesn't air here until like March. And instead of three weeks, it's a six-week thing. Well, this year, it's on Sunday nights at 9 o'clock, complete episode as part of the Masterpiece Theater. And they're doing it in the same three-week session. So last – I didn't notice this until last week, but like last Sunday on Channel 10 or PBS, Masterpiece Theater, 9 o'clock, boom, the episode of Sherlock. And then tonight at 9 o'clock, which is because we're filming on Sunday the 8th, is the next episode. In fact, they're airing last week's episode on right now before the new episode comes on. The new episode
1: just started.
0: Yes, seven minutes ago or eight minutes ago just started on PBS, yes.
1: Yeah, I had to turn off uh, my TV because I had it going in the background. I'm mute, and I'm like, I don't want to see what's going on.
0: I had to do this. I did the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) So, but I think that's kind of neat that they're recognizing that this is such a great show. Why would we want to make people wait like we have in the past? Right. Yeah, especially with internet and the way you can watch it. Like, it just, it gives them better ratings and more viewers (laughs) if they just, you know, air it when they do.
1: So, I think that's cool. So. It was a great episode. Um, it was. It the, the interesting thing is that at the end, you know, spoilers for everybody who hasn't seen it, but, you know, Mary is shot. Well, actually, yep. Sherlock is shot, but Mary apparently has cat-like reflexes and jumps in front of him and takes the bullet. Yeah, um,
0: right dead in the center of her chest. Yep.
1: And as a result, John seems to hate Sherlock now more than ever.
0: Yes, he's blaming Sherlock for this because he vowed that he would protect them. Yes. And on and on and on. And and he's just using Sherlock as a scapegoat. And you know that's not going to last. There's only two more episodes. Exactly. So maybe the first 20 minutes of today's episode, he'll hate him, and then they'll be back to being buddies again. Right.
1: But the thing is, like, the overarching thing with Moriarty coming back, yeah. Has kind of been like, there were little bits of it dropped and Sherlock's really looking for him to be yes. back, but yeah. it's definitely not, or it hasn't been the focus so far. He wants it to be the focus. He's looking for it to be the focus, but it's not the focus.
0: Well, it's funny because if you, the beginning of the episode is, you know, it's them doing the whole cover up of how he shot the guy in the head from the end of season three. Right. And on and on and on, and then he's like, "So what are you going to do to hunt down Moriarty?" And he's like, "Well, I'm a victim. I'm just gonna. I'm. I'm the. I'm just gonna wait." Yep. And then he goes about doing his thing. And I'm like, "All right, that's how they're going to handle why they're not diving into Moriarty this episode or the next episode, right? Because he's waiting." So. We'll yeah. um, see. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, I did. I afford. thought. I thought one thing I had read prior to watching the episode, which was, is that. Uh, it's not Morgan Freeman, even though I want to say Morgan Martin. Freeman all the time. It's Martin Freeman, yep, the guy that plays Watson. Him and his, his wife, Mary, on the show, they were a couple in real life. Yep. And prior to, I guess, the filming of that, they got divorced. Yes. Or they separated. And then they went and filmed this episode. And it's almost like must have been a really hard thing to do because as I don't care what anyone says as amicable as you try to make a separation for the good of the kids or for this. this, There's hard feelings. Someone's feelings are hurt. Someone's upset. You know what I mean? And uh, just the dialogue between the two of them where they're confessing their love for each other, especially when Mary's dying. And he's the greatest thing that's ever happened to her and on and on and on and on. I I realize they're actors and actresses and they're doing a job or whatever. That would be a little difficult. Still the same.
1: Right. Yeah. And to that point, you know, I did hear the way that I heard it was that it was amicable. They both said, you know, we tried to make it work, but we're actors. We never see each other. We're never around each other. We've just kind of grown apart. We're better as friends. But so I can understand both sides of it. I can understand that it might've been amicable and it might've still been tough.
0: Mm -hmm. So, but anyhow, I thought it was great. It was very uh, tear-jerking, powerful, emotional at the end there. Yep. Yep. When Mary was killed. Yep. Um, and I saw. Uh, wait, was it? No, I wasn't. A bit of a preview. There was a, there was a scene in the episode which was hilarious, where uh, Sherlock is trying to use um, logic dealing with the baby while Mary and John are passed out on the couch Yep. when it comes to the baby throwing her toy and then wanting you to pick it back up for her and then throwing yes. it again.
1: He's yeah. like, look, Watson, you need to understand the way that this works.
0: Yeah, it was hilarious. I
1: also really um, like the balloon.
0: I say, yes, my other favorite thing was the balloon <laughs> where he looks up. What do you have to say, Watson? And there's a balloon there. Oh, that's me. He's been there for a few hours.
1: Yeah. It's like I noticed everything. Yeah, really? He's been here for a few hours. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I think it is hilarious. He is the world's greatest detective, the, you know, the world's smartest mind, if you will, on and on and on. And yet there's just so many areas where he had lacks the ability to really, <laughs> really focus on things. So. Uh-huh. Who was the rumor I had that in tonight's episode, I think it is, we may meet the other Holmes brother. Oh, yeah, because they kind
1: of dropped the hint about that in this yeah, last episode. Yeah, and it,
0: it's supposed to be played by allegedly, it's going to be played by, um... Crap! I can't think of who they said now. It was a significant name. I just can't think of it. Shouldn't have brought it up. I guess.
1: I didn't hear anything, so I can't contribute. That's uh, all right. It's all right.
0: But I, I agree with you. I almost feel like I liked some of the earlier episodes better.
1: Yep. Not to say that this so. was bad, but just different.
0: Yeah. <clears throat>
1: um. And now you're looking it up because it's oh, driving. Oh,
0: Tom house. Hiddleston. What? Yeah.
1: No, that's not going to happen. Yeah. That is not going to yeah.
0: happen. Yeah. They're not going to have Tom Hiddleston. Hiddleston
1: on there as a Holmes brother. That's what I heard. That oh. was the rumor. No, I, I I, can't believe it. Cannot believe it. Well,
0: it says Tom Hiddleston rumored in Sherlock season four as third Holmes brother.
1: Hmm. Well, I guess we'll see soon enough. I guess so. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> um. But... This all actually brings up another question. Yeah. What did you watch this week? Oh, well, uh, we had some returning
0: shows, and I don't really want to dive into a couple of them, but like SVU was back. That was a pretty decent episode. Law & Order SVU was back. That was a pretty decent episode. Um, This is a show that I don't crave to watch every week, but it's more along the lines of I've been watching some form of Law & Order since 1989, and I do still like the show. I do still like the format. So I guess as long as it's on, I'm going to watch it. But uh, I have not picked up any new procedural shows like that. Like I'm not watching any of the Chicago shows because there's like know. a half dozen of those now. Mm-hmm. Or like I don't watch – now that the regular CSI is done, I didn't watch any of the other CSIs. I didn't watch the new CSI Cyber. That was canceled after a short-lived series. Oh, that should have been um, shot.
1: should have been canceled. <laughs> it should have been shot.
0: I never watched a single episode, but I know I, my, my immediate thought when I saw the backdoor pilot on regular CSI was like, John would destroy the computer tech. Garbage. How, how they handle the hacking or the computer tech in this show because it's yes. so unrealistic. It was yeah.
1: terrible. <laughs> I can't even talk about it.
0: Um, but anyhow, uh, Lethal Weapon, yes, decent episode this week. It's yeah. it's a fun show that I, I enjoy watching. Um, I the formula of trying to humanize Martin in every episode though is is it's going to wear thin on me fast. Instead of if, just letting him be keep, who he is. Yeah,
1: if they, they keep making it such a focus. Like they don't focus on Roger's heart condition every single nope. episode. So nope. they need you're right. They need to kind of spread it out a little bit, make it so that there's a few episodes where it's just fun to be him.
0: Yeah, like for instance, in this one, the primary focus of the show was a guy that gets killed and then they investigate it and there's this woman, there's this girl who and it was all revolving around you know, synthetic drugs and this and that. Um, but the beginning of the episode, or the earlier in the episode, is oh, um, Trish, Murtaugh's wife, setting Martin up on a blind date, basically. Oh, that's terrible. You know,
1: that's like, awful, right? And that because because it was a sneak you know, attack too. They were just like, "Oh, you should come yeah. over for dinner," and he's like, "Dude, you yeah. don't want to be here."
0: Yep. Yeah. Um, I did enjoy the interaction with uh, Murtaugh and the uh, Asian police officer that was helping them <laughs> out because they're both sensitive people. You that, mean the Asian uh, Murtaugh? Yeah, the Asian Murtaugh. Basically, that's what it was. It was Asian Murtaugh. It was hilarious. It was. Um, the guy, the Asian Murtaugh said something to Murtaugh that like I, – and I feel like I'm just going to use that from now on where Murtaugh like, oh, can you tell me how to use that program on my phone? And he goes – I'm going to ask you a serious question, but don't be offended. Do you want me to show you how to use it or do you just want me to do it for you? <laughs> and he's like, you know me so well. I think I'm just going to do that from now on. Whenever when someone tries to ask me something techie or fo- or involved where they want me to show them how to do something, I'm just going to be like, do you really just want me to do it so it can get right. done? <laughs>
1: <laughs> because quite often, whether they mean it or not, that's the truth. That's what they want. Right. Yeah, they just want you to do it for them. So I just thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Um I got to say the the rave that they went to that is my kind of rave.
0: Like, you know, I found that extremely interesting.
1: Yeah. Basically, it was, you know, a rave like you would picture with a DJ sitting up there on an elevated table and everybody's dancing around and body paints and glowing and stuff. But they all had headphones on and the music was beamed to their headphones. So when you walked in, it was a silent room. It was just people grooving yes. to music that they were listening to in their headphones. I could get behind that. I was right yeah. with Riggs on that one. He's like, this is my kind of party.
0: Now, at the, the first, when we first were introduced to it though, you could hear the music that everyone was listening to. Yes. So it was kind of a little confusing. And then. I, once I caught on to what was going on, my thought was like, "Man, I hope they show us this rave with no music, so it's just people dancing around, but we can't hear the music. That would be awesome!" Right, and they delivered. And then they did, and I was like, "That is like, I thought it was hilarious and kind of cool at the same time." And um, you know, can't get any noise
1: complaints that way. That's right. People kind of feel more isolated. You know, they don't feel like they have to slam into everybody else because they're just doing yep. their own thing. Yep. Yeah, I thought it
0: was. Cool, and then forget talking to each other. You'd have to take the headphones off, and exactly. then exactly. What, what,
1: what, what would that be, right? Exactly. Yeah, I could definitely be down for something like that. That's <laughs> my idea of a dance club.
0: <laughs> did you uh, Did you watch uh, Superstore? I sure did. Um, this show delivers. It as far as does. it's, it's a fun show. It's a funny show. I love the little. Like, okay, there's this one bit. Okay, basically the premise of the episode is that we find out that Amy's not happy and her and her husband are kind of breaking up. And uh, they do this thing every year in January with the lost and found where they all just they have to dispose of the lost and found, but it doesn't say how. So they all reach in and pull something out and whatever they get, they get, I guess. Um, so that was the the whole point of the show was that started out there. And then the manager finds out that uh, – there's people who might be depressed and kill themselves, and that like twenty percent of twenty people on the staff are on antidepressants, and so he goes about trying to cheer everyone up all episode.
1: Which, first off, I want to say, uh, adding in the pharmacist as a character, I love him. He reminds me of like Doctor Kelso or the janitor, yeah. you know, somebody who's not necessarily front and center every episode, but Correct. when he's there, he's great.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think his name's Tate or something like yeah. that, and he does steal the scenes when he's in them.
1: Yes, and and he's got such a unique outlook on things that, you know, I loved his interaction a couple episodes ago with the uh uh morning after pill. <laughs> he's like, oh, sorry, you're not allowed to return pills, but yeah. you just saw me buy them, and he's like, did yeah. I, though? <laughs> <laughs> but So that was the first thing. And then the second thing was um, the fact that Glenn was trying to cheer people up with, like, mimes and balloons and stuff oh, just shows how ignorant and stupid he is. He
0: really is just oblivious to everything. Uh, it was great, though. Um,
1: yeah. And then we got to see the side of Amy where she's a ridiculous people pleaser. Because yep. the cargo shorts that Mateo got, she traded him the leather jacket she got just to shut him up. She's like, well, if you're going to be a little bitch about it. And he's like, eh. And turns out the cargo shorts had $900 in them. Yep. And the first thing that she did was go and give Cheyenne money for diapers. And then Cheyenne, and
0: then told, Cheyenne told everyone, we found $900. And then they all wanted to spend it. So instead of spending it on herself
1: like she wanted, she... Souped up the uh, the break room. Like, ridiculously so. There was more stuff in there than $900 would have bought.
0: Yeah, like yeah, Like, the yeah.
1: lighting was- had changed and that massage chair. and
0: Yeah, there was no way $900 was covering that.
1: Nope. And then the fact that when they had to give the $900 back to the guy, they just took all the stuff back out of there. Like, what they do? Just return it to the floor? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I suppose that's one of the advantages to working in a store like that. Yeah, I'd say so.
0: I like that the, uh, I can't, I don't know what her name is, but the, the sales clerk that remembered who it was. <laughs> that like, everybody was, hates. Yeah, and everyone, and so like she found the guy, and then the guy's like had, he comes in, he looks like kind of a scumbag, and the other thing in the pockets of the shorts was like weed, uh, a, a, a small end of a joint for weed, a bunch of like, uh, and, and nudie handouts, and then uh, some dip, and, uh, he allegedly is this church group leader guy, and it's like, well, what was else? What would you know? Like, she's like, well, oh, you have a very convenient story that paints you as a good guy. Like, yeah, that paints you as a good guy. Yeah. Well, what else do you have in your pockets? Well, let's see. There was a piece of a joint I took away from a kid, and there was some inappropriate, uh, you know, you know, like uh, stuff I took away from another kid. What about the dip? But I I use chew. <laughs> That's that's mine. Oh, well, you've certainly wrapped this all up. Yeah. I don't know. It was good. And then she's all like, my birthday's at Dave and Buster's next week if anyone wants to. (laughs) I'll just just email you the stuff.
1: Yeah. No one's going. No. They all hate her. Pretty much. They all hated her before that. Yeah. That really really drove it home. Yeah. Sandra is the enemy. Sandra.
0: It was a fun show, though. Yep. Yep. Oh, you know what? I did not watch this week because I just haven't had a chance to get around to as blacklist.
1: Oh, see, I watched that today just to make sure that I had it.
0: Um, uh, I just didn't have time. I was watching the Packers game.
1: It was. Uh, it it did not feel like a an episode that you come back from hiatus on. Like no, th- there was like I'd say the last three minutes were yep. some, some growth and development. But for the most part, most of the rest of it just felt like any other episode. Yeah. Um, which isn't to say that it's bad, but it was just a little meh. Still a well, good show, but bad. we didn't see a lot of red.
0: No? No. Well, they have time to for the uh, Blacklist Redemption comes back in February to figure out why uh, Tom's not on the show, at least.
1: And they did not do that this episode.
0: Yeah. So Still got plenty of time. I'm actually really looking forward to the, the that redemption series yes. because yeah. that backdoor pilot they had last year was really, really good. I agree. Yeah. Um The Good The Good Place. Yes. So I watched it on Hulu, mm-hmm. and like I talked about last week, I have commercial free Hulu now, which by the way amazing. Um it was the name of the episode was Chidi's Choice Extended Cut. So it had a couple more minutes in it than what aired on TV. Oh, nice. I don't know what those couple more okay. minutes were, okay? but it was definitely longer. So I thought that was interesting that they had an extended cut on
1: Hulu. Right.
0: So basically where we're at on this is that uh, fake Eleanor, which I love how she screamed, stop calling me fake Eleanor. Right. you know, Just just call me Eleanor and then point at me when you're talking to me. Uh, but basically fake Eleanor is still – they're still working on if she's going to be going to the bad place or staying in the good place. Real Eleanor is trying to help her. She confesses her love to Cheaty, but then realizes she was just overreacting. And um, I know, it was a decent episode. Uh, I guess my favorite parts were Karen and Jason getting married. I mean Janet and Jason getting married. I was going to say,
1: who's Karen? I don't
0: but, know yeah. who Karen is. Janet and Jason getting married. I thought yeah, that was because
1: he's such a simple-minded person that you know he would yeah. come up with that like, hey, you were really nice to me, so let's get married. Yeah. And it was a lot of people thinking that they were professing love, thinking that they were in love with somebody, but realizing yeah. that they weren't really. Right. Which is – it it happens more often than I think most people realize. Well, they were all focused on trying to figure out who their soulmate was. Right, right. Yeah. Because obviously the system messed up if it paired up all these people and they weren't really. Right. And we got to learn more about Cheedy and how he is paralyzed with indecision. Like, oh I, my God. I thought that my ex was bad at making decisions. Oh, my God. But holy is bad. God, this guy was insane. Oh, and
0: then they showed us how he died, and it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous, but so
1: fitting. Yeah. So fitting. Like, the fact that the guy was testing him as best man. Yeah. (laughs) It wasn't even the day of the wedding, and he's like, yeah, my wedding's a month from now. This was a test. You failed. Yeah, you failed. (laughs) And he banged on the air conditioner and then goes outside, stands on the sidewalk, argues more, and it falls on him.
0: Loved it. Yeah. Very vicious impact to the head. Yes. Um. I like how initially he's like my gift to you as my best man is that you're not my best man because yeah. you were paralyzed with the inability to make a decision. I'm doing you a favor, and then Chidi insisted on being the best. It was it was great. It was yep. great. Yep. Um. Yeah. It's a fun show. I like it. it. Is. Yep. Uh. So I'm I'm jumping right ahead. Do you have anything more about Good Place? Nope. I want to talk about the show I was. I'm the most excited about returning is uh, Grimm.
1: I knew you were going to say that.
0: And uh, in typical grim fashion, it picks up literally exactly where it left off at the end of last season, with no time lapse in between. Correct. Um. So, but then they went with what I'm going to call bullshit storyline of Sean Renard using the police to hunt down. Uh. Oh my God, I can't think of his name, Nick. Nick. Wow. Yeah, uh, Bernard uh, using the police to hunt Nick down to blame him for all blame him for. But that's the thing is the only thing you can blame him for is the two police officers killed in the station, right? Uh, because they hit all the other bodies.
1: I, I think bull is a small animal in this case. I think you need to go with this was an elephant shit story method, okay. or something. Maybe whale. Shit. This was this was a woolly mammoth.
0: Yeah. Shit. A tyrannosaurus shit, a Brontosaurus shit. It was yeah. just
1: ridiculous it was stupid. I didn't like it. It really was, you know, so now it, suddenly the whole police force is on the lookout for him. Yeah, and it was so dumb. Yeah. And basically it was
0: a cat and mouse of Nick staying just one step ahead of them.
1: Yeah. You could almost and, hear the uh, Benny Hill music playing.
0: Oh yes, you could. And Renard was even like like he didn't go after uh Woo and uh I can't think of his name. I didn't write it down. I just can't think of his name. Yeah, Black his Cop. Partner. Yeah. They didn't go
1: after Wu or him. Nope. They
0: you know let them because- let them
1: just come and go as they pleased. Even no, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, didn't say to anybody, Tail them. They're going to yeah, find him.
0: And and so in one way it was like he he was abusing power but not Horrendously abusing power, and even then he wasn't being blindly followed because the the one other beat cop that we see that dealt with Renard a lot is even he was just like he was questioning it the whole way. As far yeah. as like, that doesn't seem like Nick. This doesn't seem right. This doesn't seem right, guys. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, I don't know. But anyway, so I'm still glad the show's back. But knowing the show with only 13 episodes left, this gar you know, Gigantapithecus shit storyline. We'll wrap up quickly.
1: But can we both breathe a sigh of relief that Eve is still Eve? Yes, and that she's not Juliet. Yes. Oh, my because goodness. Because remember, we were yes. so worried that they were going to pull that bullshit, and like the stick yes. healed her to be Juliet, and then we're going to have to do yes. all that bullshit again.
0: Yeah, I know. I was very afraid about that. But no, Eve is still Eve. The only thing is the, the stick may have healed the blackness of her soul or something like that. Yeah, she can't
1: really uh,
0: Vogue. Yeah, she's she's can't be the evil person she was, but she's still not Juliet. Right. And Nick is still in love with Adeline and yep. Adeline is still in love with Nick. Which I hate drama stuff, but I like this storyline. I, I want them to be together at the end. Don't ask <laughs> me why. I nope, just I do. do too. And um but yeah, like I, I I liked it. But the end of the episode, uh Nick and company Except for Wu and Black Partner Cop, I can't think of his name, are all inside Bud's shop. By Nick and Company, I mean Eve, Trouble, <laughs> the Rosalie, entire team. Yeah, e, Yeah, Rosalie. Um, Rosalie's husband, a who's who of
1: conspiracy to exact justice.
0: They're all in Bud's shop while Renard and the SR team are surrounding, and that's how the episode ended.
1: And. and- they're going to find some magical way to get him out of there. You know, they had a plan, but. Well, okay,
0: so so I don't mean to cut you off, but, like, remember uh, the, the. Hank. Hank, thank you. Hank and Wu got the information from the ME that the campaign manager woman for Renard was found dead. His fingerprints were all over the place. Right, because they still have time to investigate regular murders, too, in
1: between, for you know, conspiracy. Correct.
0: So my theory is, is that before they engage on Bud's shop, Woo and Hank are going to show up to arrest Renard for suspicion of murder.
1: How has Bud not moved out of Portland by now? The guy is scared of his own shadow.
0: Oh, my goodness. It is hilarious. It really is.
1: Yes. Kudos to the actor for playing up the bit. But how has that individual who is scared of everything not said by now, you know, nothing good ever comes of being around here with a grim. I am out of here. Right.
0: Well. No, him and his family just stay put. But that's because the they love they, – they, they think Nick's great and they can trust him and they like him and on and on and on. So, yeah. I, I think it's a great – I mean like it is a weak sauce season premiere. I'm sad that it's the last season because I really do think it's a great show. It's one of the few supernatural or sci-fi type fantasy shows that NBC has ever done that they've actually done well with over a long period of time.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So I have to give them full credit for that. But, yeah, I, I enjoy it. I look forward to next week.
1: Yeah. Hopefully they get it back on track pretty quickly and yeah. get us back to, you know, what we come for, which is the Vessin and the keys and whatever else they're going to pull out. Of their, <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah. now, that, now that Eve can see the symbols on the tr- Shroud of Turin. And- yeah. The yep. Shroud of Turin. Nice. Now – Right after Grimm on Friday night, yes, there was another premiere, and I'm two episode sure. premiere. Yes, did you watch that? I did. Did you? I did. So this was Emerald City, which is NBC's take on the Wizard of Oz. And now
0: uh, I- I'd like to say I've never read any of the Oz books. Okay. I'm not familiar with any of the Wizard of Oz or the Frank Baum. Storyline as far as what happens, the only thing I've ever seen is the Judy Garland Wizard of Oz movie.
1: You never watched and, the
0: uh, follow-up, and and the very terrifying. Why would they make this for kids and encourage kids to watch this? Are you freaking serious? Those freaky guys are, have wheels for hands and they scare you. Return to Oz with
1: well, a young is <sighs> bulk. Dude, that
0: movie, my, me, my cousin Amanda, and Tim, we all sat down and watched it. Actually, ironically enough, in the very house I own today, we all sat down and watched it. It's about my uncle's house. And just got scared shitless from this movie as kids.
1: It wasn't a good movie.
0: No, it, it wasn't. I,
1: I mean, the, okay,
0: first of all, the, the evil queen sorceress lady had interchangeable heads. And so she had a bunch of rooms with heads. What? 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 Why would they even think Disney? Thank you, Disney. Why would you make that for children? <laughs> anyway, so other than those two, I'm not familiar with the Oz realm, are
1: you? Uh, no, I have not seen I, Wicked. I do not. I'm not a uh, connoisseur of all things Oz. So I, I, I did see seen... the Zach Braff movie. <laughs> you know, what was that? Um,
0: um, Oz was Great kid? and Powerful. Yeah oh yeah Oz the Great and Power. No, I haven't watched that actually. Really? I did not watch the Oz the Great and Powerful It wasn't half um,
1: bad, although it kind of You said of
0: Zach Braff movie. Do you mean James Franco movie? Zach Braff was one of the voices in it. <sighs> oh, okay, all right, all right. But that was that was was that, was that the a Sam Raimi flick? I don't think so. But yes, I did not see that. the new the newest one they just did a couple years ago, yeah, right?
1: Yeah, and James Franco was the star.
0: Okay, yeah. yeah. No, I haven't seen that either, actually. I, I want to. I've been meaning to. And I never saw the sci-fi original series. I know. I, somehow it escaped me. It's just one of those things. Uh, the sci-fi original series, what was it, Yellow Brick Road or something like that they did? Yep.
1: And there was I didn't watch Tin that. There was Man, which I keep hearing is very good and I should check yeah. out. Yeah, Zach Braff was Frank slash Finley in uh, – Okay.
0: So, I don't know if anything that happened on this show, Emerald City, was true to, true
1: to the book. No. As, or true to the story. As, as far as I what know, it is. it's just uh, a reinterpretation.
0: Okay, so it's the premise
1: of, of Dorothy
0: coming to the Emerald City and then trying to get home. And right. What, and, and, and the things in, that she runs into along the way. Right. Okay, all right.
1: All right, fair enough, fair yeah. enough. So it's, I mean, right out of the gate, you can see some similar um, similar aspects to it, and they tried to incorporate as much as they could for familiarity to people. So, you know, you've got the tornado that actually takes her there from Kansas. Uh, you Her name is Dorothy. Um, the dog doesn't have a name because it's a canine cop, and she jumped into the car with the dog. But, you know, she learns quickly that the uh, Munchkin people – the primals in the forest that she meets up with rather than the munchkins. Their word for dog is Toto. So the yep. dog gets to be named Toto again. Uh, I- I've got to say just right off the bat, before I get more deeply into this, I loved this show. I, really? I thought this was wonderful. I could not get enough of it. I wanted to watch it a second and third time. Huh. Yeah.
0: I did not come away with the same feeling. Really? Yeah, I watched it. I watched uh, the whole th- both part. It was all one basically hour and twenty minute movie for me. Watching it on Hulu, they put it together. Um, I watched it. I, I don't know. I thought it was weak sauce. Really? Yeah. Like I didn't. I, I didn't care for. <clears throat> I didn't care for how – it seemed like Dorothy was affected by the poppies multiple times. So I'm thinking like is Dorothy a drug addict? Like she did it on purpose type of thing. I I didn't care for how she fooled the uh, Wicked Witch of the East, is it? Yep. Not Wicked Witch but the Witch of the East or whatever. Yep. Uh, how she fooled the East into shooting herself in the head. Because if she doesn't know what a gun is, then how the frig does she know what a trigger is and to squeeze the trigger? Right. So that that I didn't care for because that was done too easily. Um, there was just a bunch of things with it that I I didn't care for, and I didn't make a list of all of them. Um, I haven't given up on it, but I definitely did not come away with it the way you did. See,
1: I loved it. I yeah. I liked the fact that it all felt – Dirtier, that it all felt um, primitive and simple, you know, whereas the Wizard of Oz movie was bright and vibrant and shiny and everything was technicolor and, you know, everything was clean and spotless and such. Uh, As far as Dorothy and the poppies, there was a lot of poppy pollen. On the road, you know, that's why the road was golden. And it's kind of like when you get an allergy attack, I would assume, and the poppy pollen was affecting her that way. That's, that was my takeaway on it. Uh, but seeing the, the different twist on things, you know, when we see the Wizard of Oz movie, you've got the witches and they can do magic and magic exists in this world and you've got to find the wizard. It was all very, uh, I don't want to say childish, but it was, you know, grade schoolish. Yep. And this one, you know, the magic was twisted. Watching her, watching the Witch of the East tormenting the two of them on the road and having it juxtaposed back and forth between that and the pit that she was putting people in.
0: Yeah, the prison pit thing. Yeah,
1: I loved that. I loved showing that it, it was like a quantum kind of thing, you know, that the, the bodies that they saw in that prison pit weren't probably necessarily the physical embodiments. They were more the mental right. anguish. Loved that. Um, I love that they had the tribal dancing to send their sister away. It felt old school Celtic, you know, like something that you would have seen old druids do back in the days when Stonehenge was erected and such. Um, that that the wizard is still a conniving trickster, you know.
0: Yes, he he's a charlatan. Con-
1: yeah, he's convinced everybody that he's that, their savior. And
0: my one takeaway that I did like the most was Vincent D'Onofrio as the wizard the way he I, I did enjoy him as the wizard and he that and I Vincent like that D'Onofrio
1: character in, I can always say well one thing that I definitely liked was Vincent D'Onofrio as blank
0: because yes because the
1: guy's just great
0: you know he really is and it's weird like if anything I've seen him in like he's a method actor
1: yes and if he you look at Men to- in Black oh yeah as Edgar and as his body decayed more and more so you couldn't even recognize him but it was still him Yep, or even his character on Criminal Intent,
0: yep. Law and Order Criminal Intent, the way he had sort of almost like an autism when it came to mm-hmm. his, the way he did things, or like in uh, most recently he was in the movie The Magnificent Seven
1: <laughs> with and, that stupid voice, but I still loved it.
0: Oh my god, it was great! And then his character, then him as Kingpin on the Daredevil, yep, on Netflix, like. He really – he takes a character. He embodies it. He makes it himself. I mean the only other person I could think of off the top of my head that does similar is Daniel Day-Lewis. Yes. But everything Daniel Day-Lewis does is dramatic.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Um, so I really enjoyed uh, Vincent D'Onofrio as the wizard. I thought yes. that was great. I did like – like, I, I did like certain aspects of the show but the main focus is supposed to be on Dorothy, I'm assuming. I would, assume, and I guess yep. I guess I just felt that the the actress playing Dorothy and the handling of her character and everything else. I, I I just it was a weak. That's why I say the weak sauce part for me.
1: See, I felt that uh, her portrayal of this character was fairly believable. All things considered, you know, she doesn't realize she's been transported to another realm. Right. You know, she's she got blown somewhere by the tornado and she wants Correct. to get back home. She, yep. she assumes she can just walk there type of thing. Um, but again, you look back at the movie and skipping down the road and happy and positive and upbeat and stuff like that. Yeah. This woman was in Kansas and appeared in an area that had snow, you know, yep. that that's unheard of except for nowadays. Um, <laughs> one thing that I had a problem with was the dog, and it was more kind of like you with how would she know it's a trigger you know you're right it's a technical thing but you're Dude, right you are very no. right uh,
0: that dog is trained
1: to be yes. a police
0: dog he is not going to become subservient to a person he's just met
1: especially somebody who jacked the car that he is yeah. supposed to be protecting exactly you know yeah. his that, officer that was is gone. ridiculous yeah that part that right was there ridiculous. i was like no this this doesn't this is a trained police dog this is Correct. what they do. You know? It's not and,
0: like how they handled the dog on person of interest. Right. Where, you Bear. know, he knew the command where yeah, exactly. Where he knew the commands for Bear and Bear immediately, you know, because he knew the commands and knew what to say. Yep. You know, Dorothy is just like he's growling at the Munch- Munch- Munchkins or whatever, and she's like, Bad dog. And then or whatever, and then he, she he's protecting her, so he's like, Oh, you're a good dog now. Yep. No, that's not how it's gonna work. Right. Legitimately, if that was a trained canine dog and someone got into his master's car, as soon as that dog got out of that car, it would be attacking her. Right. Because that's what it's trying to do. Exactly. So that was...
1: That that gave me a bit of a problem, but I said, all right, I'll overlook it for now for the sake of the story. Um, I will say this. Everything about it, and I've confirmed this with people that I've talked to, uh, Kelly, my sister, my mother, we all liked it, but all of us agree that it feels more like a movie like this should be a mini series kind of thing yeah it feels like it needs to have a set conclusion rather than go on for 5 or 6 seasons and just keep coming up with new wacky adventures
0: yeah cuz otherwise it's just going to be a uh What's that? Ever after? Whatever. What's the story? Once upon a time. Once upon a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And it doesn't have to follow the formula of the Wizard of Oz movie completely. You know, it's not like oh, the whole goal is for her to get home. But it has to have a logical conclusion. It cannot be the type of story that just becomes a long-running TV drama. It it, that it's not going to work the way that they've got it together. Um,
0: (sighs) Now it is. It's ten episodes. Yep. Do you think we're
1: going to get a a conclusion at the end of 10 episodes or a cliffhanger? I I would hope that we would get a conclusion of sorts. You know, we obviously know because we've watched enough TV that when they talk about Mother South was killed and there will never be another witch born in – uh, Oz, we know that that was her mother, you know, the one that she left in the trailer. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you know, that was the actress who played Sophie on Leverage. So they're not going to hire her for a cameo. Well,
0: you know, it's funny you say that. I kept looking, who is that? Who is that? Who is that?
1: It <laughs> bugged me because I
0: didn't, I just didn't look it up. I tried and then finally it dawned on me. Sophie, Sophie Leverage. Devereaux. Okay.
1: Yeah. Which, how great was Leverage? Come on. <laughs> Leverage is a phenomenal show. <laughs> but, so you know that that's going to come back into play. You know, yep. she obviously, in the chaos, faked her death and escaped with her baby, which is Dorothy. You know, we we can tell certain things are going to happen. There will be an uprising against the wizard somehow. Uh, the witches will turn on him or they won't. But I think that after the 10 episodes, it will have to come to at least a resting pause. You know, like Grimm ended yep. on a cliffhanger. Uh, but a nice – like a person of interest resting pause kind of thing where it's like, okay, yeah. if they cancel it now, we'd be okay with this. That's my thought. Um, So
0: what's interesting to me yep. is that all ten episodes are being directed by the same person.
1: That is interesting.
0: Tarsim Singh. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, So all ten episodes directed by the same person. I have no idea if they're all going to be written by the same person. But I do know a show, according to this, for episodes two and three, were written by Josh Friedman and Matthew Arnold. Okay. Oh, sorry. The first episode was written by Josh Friedman and Matthew Arnold. The second episode was written by somebody else, but it's story by them. So I don't know, you know, how that's going to – or whatever, but the fact that all 10 episodes are directed by the same person, at least each episode is going to have the same feel and look to it, I guess. I don't know. Uh, So it was two episodes, essentially. Uh, The second episode, Prison of Abject, was about Tip. Yes. Who the whole time, that's a chick, that's a chick, that's a chick. (laughs) I'm watching something like that is a girl. That is a girl actress Playing a boy. And I know they're trying to fool us because we saw his bare chest. That's a girl. That's a girl. That's a girl. And then um, initially I thought like, oh, is the medicine that he's taking, is that like, is he going to turn into the Tin Man or some some shit like that? Like, is that what's going to happen because he didn't take his medicine anymore? Um, But instead he turned into a girl. Yep. And then I, then, you know, and that's how the cliffhanger was. The end of the episode was, you know, oh, that's a girl, not a boy. Um, how did, and by the way, a very well endowed chest wise girl. <laughs> yes. Did yep. you notice that? I did, yeah. yes. Yeah. I have um, eyes. It's almost like they were like, see, we showed you earlier bare chests. Now we're showing you giant boobs. <laughs> right. Yep. Um. But, anyways. How did he not know that she was a girl? How like the did friend? H- yeah, like how did the friend not know that he was a girl? because we don't know anything about them. We don't know their friendship, we don't know how they met. We don't know how long that tip was imprisoned by that woman, right correct on why he why he was so violently trying to help his friend? See all those things make me go, how did he not know he was a girl like if he can go from boy to girl so quickly without that medicine like I just, that was that was very confusing to me
1: it makes it feel like you would have to assume that tip had been a prisoner since childhood like like little little childhood
0: like since birth
1: but then why is jack so
0: excited to help tip escape and he's not going to give up until he frees his friend. Like how did they develop a friendship through a prison? You know what I mean? Like, no, no, no.
1: I get that actually. Um, you know, he's stuck in that room and when she leaves, he's like trying to talk to anybody outside the house. Right. And maybe he saw Jack out there one day and was like, Hey, you know, help me. And they formed a bond over that kind of thing. You know, I'm stuck in here. I'm her prisoner.
0: They're going to have to do something. Yep. They're gonna have to do something, right?
1: I um, I assume that she's a witch or something like that. And basically, there's something about women in this world. Like you saw that you have the female witches, and then you had Glinda's girls. Yes, which were almost like the harem. You know, yes, they, one of them they're supposed to be chased, but the one that was working for the wizard got pregnant, and so he kicked her out and took on a new one from Glinda. Mm -hmm. who she promised would be much more chaste we got to glimpse that the wizard is much more about science and inventions and calculations and such we got the flying monkey from him I mean that's awesome
0: yep yep So, see again I didn't hate it I'll keep watching it but I wasn't as sold as you were on it
1: yep I loved it I really did I I came out of it feeling awesome and pumped and uh, can't wait to see more yeah Um, so yeah, big bang.
0: I watched, I didn't watch that this week. Go ahead and
1: talk about it. It was a recap show. It was literally a show where they all sat down and talked about what happened to them over the holiday vacation. And it was kind of lame, you know, Sheldon and Amy went to visit his mother and You know, Sheldon didn't want to tell his mother that they were living together because they're out of wedlock and he didn't want the church speech from her. But Amy, it turns out, had already told her ahead of time and she thought it was a great idea because Sheldon's a loon and somebody needs to keep an eye on him. And Penny and Leonard had a fight over a Christmas tree because they decided to buy a real Christmas tree and then messed everything up. And, you know, hijinks ensued and then Howard and Bernadette trying to deal with the baby, who cries an awful lot like Howard's mother. Like, you remember how we'd hear Howard's mother's yes. voice off screen? The baby's yes. cry sounds like that. She's like, wah, wah. And it was very you disturbing know, for me to listen to.
0: Can I say, I kind of... The, the, the nonstop crying baby that drives the parents crazy and they can't sleep or... Or whatever, you know. I got three kids, and I've experienced it a couple of times, but not every single day. Like it shows on TV and movies. Like
1: it's an easy joke for TV and movies. Yeah,
0: it just. Yeah. No, but you're they, right it is. It's they, an easy they want show, to try but... to
1: make it relatable so that people will you know, people who don't have kids will be like, Oh, th- I get that, that's why I don't want kids, or people that have kids are like, Oh, it's terrible until they actually yeah. look at it and go, Wait, it really wasn't that bad. Yeah, no, it wasn't. No.
0: Anyhow. So was it as good as the rest of the season's been, or was it kind of nope. like a oh wow. Okay, that's the feeling I was getting
1: from. Yeah, you. it was it was pretty lame episode. Pretty weak weak sauce. Well, I watched Sleepy Hollow. Did you? No. I didn't even remember that it was going to be a series still.
0: Yeah. So my first note is the show I was certain was canceled. (laughs) Picks up in D.C. where I forgot the end of season three ended with black SUV stopping to pick up Crane saying he's needed in Washington, D.C.
1: Right. After Abby was dead, dead.
0: Yes. So basically, we open with Crane in a cage in a basement being forced to answer questions from pictures on slides. And they're showing him pictures of like the headless horseman of Abby, of this, of that. And then through conversation, it's led to believe that Crane's been trapped there for like two or three weeks. And then he easily escapes when someone comes and he basically says, your shoe is untied. The guy looks down and Crane hits him in the face and then escapes.
1: I already hate this show.
0: He escapes, and he's in Washington, D.C. and But he
1: remembers what all the streets looked like back in the day. No, we haven't gotten that far
0: yet. But okay. one of the plans that he saw on a desk before he escaped was something to do with the Lincoln Memorial. And he gets to D.C., and um, he goes to the Lincoln Memorial because he saw something on a plan And something drew him to go to the Lincoln Memorial. So he did. And, of course, someone cut the head off the Lincoln statue at the Lincoln Memorial. (laughs) What? Yeah. Yeah. What? Someone someone cut the head off the statue. So I assume
1: that there was a cordoning around the area and that there were heavily armed people there to protect and investigate?
0: There was some yellow tape and then two people that were in there. And and there was no crowd at all gathered there. (laughs) No.
1: please continue. So,
0: so Crane goes in, and uh, essentially, like this beast escapes, and it's essentially, apparently, it's it's oh God John Wilkes John Wilkes Booth back in the day. He summons the demon that uh, possessed Wilkes, and that's how he killed Lincoln. That's how he was able to sneak up on Lincoln and kill him because apparently Mary Todd was. Well, Mary Todd was one of the Winchester brothers, basically. I'll just say it that way.
1: They did say that she had a lot of crazy visions.
0: Yep. So anyhow, so he kills Abraham Lincoln and then somehow gets captured and he is entombed within the Lincoln Memorial. (laughs) (laughs) And by cutting the head of the Lincoln Memorial, uh, someone finishing the... the, uh, Resurrection ceremony by cutting the head off the Lincoln Memorial and the the creature escaping. And apparently he is drawn to attack and kill people that have, like, the American flag on them. And guess what? There's a star-spangled concert coming up where they want everyone to dress up in their favorite American flag
1: attire. I think I'm having a stroke.
0: As I'm talking quieter about
1: it, it's because it is the... It's just garbage. Dude, I want to go watch Frequency right now.
0: That's so how much this is upsetting me. So basically, there's two agents at the monument, a guy and a girl. The guy gets killed. The girl, I don't remember her flipping name is. She's the new Abby. Let's just say it that Oh, my way. God. Well, she's not the other per- – she's not the other – what were Abby Crane witnesses? She's not the other witness, but she's she becomes like surrogate Abby.
1: She'll be so a witness. Whatever, They'll say that there's some kind of prophecy. Kind no, of like, no, you know. no.
0: It's 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 her daughter. They established it by the end of the episode. Her daughter's the new witness. Oh, so anyway. Of course. So she, for whatever reason, decides to trust Crane, even though he hasn't given her a reason to. He hasn't given her a reason to make her think that he did anything wrong. So she arrests him, <laughs> but then decides to trust him. <laughs> and then, like, he sees a symbol on her laptop. For like, it's like the wallpaper for like Homeland Security or something, cause she works for Homeland Security. And he's like, oh, it's the secret society that Washington started, that blah, 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 blah. Basically, Washington started the X-Files. So there's this division of the government. They don't call it the X-Files, but there's this division of the government where the, that's where like anything occultish goes to and they investigate everything. So she takes him to that office. Right, Uh and they go there and there's a guy sitting there and he's just like and it looks like any old office there's nothing inconspicuous about it it's just like file cabinets the papers all over the place some guy just sitting there and so he walks in and basically Crane says this is where Washington's greatest and brightest minds are of the occult and then they're about to leave, and then he recognizes Ichabob Crane. He calls him Beard Guy from all the clippings and cutouts of all the stuff happening at Sleepy Hollow because that's what is what their job is to do is when they see something suspicious, they're supposed to record and document it. So this is my favorite part there's some sort of explosion or big bang or noise. And so the guy goes, oh, and he says some girl's name, and he bursts through these two doors that are in this office. And all of a sudden, you go from, like, average working schmo office about a guy who hates his life, but he's stuck in here, to giant, ornate, tall, tall, tall ceiling library with all this, like, antique wood cutting like moldings and all this other on and on and on and all these books in it that have logged everything that washington's done men have done for years and it's full of like artifacts of the occult and this and that and everything i mean it's just stupid dude and there's like a little lab in there right that this girl works on stuff and that's what the explosion was she was messing around with some sort of artifact object thing to figure out what it did. I mean it's 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 just like, are you friggin' serious? Like it did it it's nonsense. It's nonsense is what it is. And of course there's a secret corridor off that room through tons of secret underground tunnels all through Washington that connects everything together. That nobody knows about. But that's the way they go in and out when they don't want security to see them. So yeah, um it just it's it's ridiculous. It's basically like it's almost like the the doors off this office. It's like walking into the TARDIS.
1: How dare you, sir? Well, no, How but dare not you take in something a, this ridiculous and besmirch not, Doctor Who.
0: But not in a good way. It's like that's how they – it's almost like they go – you look at the TARDIS and it's a police box. But then you open it up and it's like, well, this is – this this. is this, the outside doesn't make sense from the inside. You know what I mean? But it's meant to
1: and you're saying this one is not.
0: Right, exactly. Like that's, like that's done in a way with like, OK, it makes sense because he's the doctor, OK? This doesn't make sense. It's like how the frig could you go from that little dumpy office into this giant, ornate, elaborate library that – I mean, and it's in Washington, so it's not like anyone doesn't know about it. But how do they not know about it? Like, it's not like it's hidden underground or anything. I mean, it's it's just right off this other office. It's stupid, okay? It's freaking stupid. But basically, what they've done is they they've set Crane up with a new crew. Yay! All right, it doesn't make me want to watch it. Is what it comes down to. It like, doesn't
1: make me miss watching it.
0: Yeah, it's like I really enjoyed this show when it started. And it quickly has maybe not enjoyed it all.
1: First season was great. Yeah. Second season was not great. Right. Third season, I watched. I think the first quarter of it and said, "Nope, I'm done." And yeah. uh, I, like I said, I didn't even realize that it was coming back from a hiatus or from season four or whatever. So I don't know how it they did it. Make,
0: but... Doesn't make me hate it, but it's just, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Well then. Yeah. Weak sauce.
1: Yeah. What else do you watch? Well, uh, on a more positive note, Man Seeking Woman came back this week, and I love this show. I was reminded watching this episode why I love this show, because I don't know if you've ever watched it. I know I've talked about it in the past. It takes dating world, and it makes everything ridiculous. Yep. Like It just goes over the top. This season started off with the girl who's now gonna be Josh's girlfriend. And, you know, she's she wakes up in the morning and hits the alarm on her phone and the phone falls and cracks and it's like, oh, bad day to start. But then it keeps getting progressively more over the top. Like she steps on a skateboard at one point and doesn't flip into the air and lands in a pile of garbage. And then she goes to the office looking like that. She's still got like a banana peel on her and she's got a stain on her and an old napkin. Then she spills soda on her keyboard, she's like, oh, God, and throws her hands up in the air and turns to her right and goes, ah, Puma. And a Puma attacks her and starts mauling her right there on the floor of the office. It's just – it's completely ridiculous. And then she goes on a date with Josh, and she feels better, and it was a good day. But – we fast forward a little bit, and Josh is at the apartment, and she has three roommates, which I don't know why she has three roommates. That's kind of ridiculous, but she has three roommates, and they're being the lovey-dovey couple, you know, oh, you, you're you cute. No, you're cute. And it's driving the roommates nuts because he's there all the time, and he uses up all the toilet paper, and he drinks all the coffee. So the next thing you know, there's a CNN news brief about illegals and They're talking about him being an illegal because he's not on the lease, and they're talking to the queen bitch of the apartment, and she says that they're going to be taking steps to secure their borders. So that night when the girl and Josh come home, there's a check. What what channel is this on? This is on FXX. Okay, continue. So they, they come home from their date and they're stopped at a fully functioning border patrol gate, like chain link fences, the little drawbridge type thing. And there's a guy with a clipboard and he's like, yeah, your name's on the lease and lets her in and then like puts down the, uh, the barrier and he's like, I don't think so illegal. Get out of here. We don't like your type around here. And there's people there that are like protesting him being around. It is. It's just ridiculous. It's so over the top that it's funny. You know, she sends him a text later on. She's like, I dug you a tunnel into my room. It's through 4,000 feet of sewage. And you see him, like, crawling through the tunnel, and it comes up into her room like an actual prison tunnel. And he's screaming for Agua, Agua. And then they burst into his into her room and catch him. You know, they've got full assault rifles and attack dogs. Drag him out. Throw him out on the street. It... The show is brilliant. It's just so good because it's over the top and you laugh, but you also feel good. You know, they really touched upon um, people living together and how tough it can be, you know, because she says, fine, I'll go live with him. And his apartment is a dude apartment. You know, they really overdo the dude thing. You know, there's plates of food lying everywhere and action figures and a lava lamp and a futon that's all stained and gross. And then her friends want to come over and see it, so she goes absolutely nuts. Like, she has a vat of sulfuric acid in the apartment, and she's melting all of his stuff because it's got to go. Her friends can't see this stuff. It's got to go. She's got to change the place. How long is each episode? Half an hour. (laughs) Okay. It's very rapid fire. Um, probably the funniest part though was that one of the roommates, the more timid roommate showed up. She like just walked in the door and they were still scrubbing like, uh, sriracha sauce out of the rug and cutting up the futon. And it, it, that was funny too. Cause he was talking about how the futon was like his, his most prized possession. And she's like, you need to kill it. So he's sawing the legs of the futon and they, they put a puff of sawdust up in his face. Like he had hit an artery and it was bleeding on him. So the roommate walks in, and she's just like looking around at the stuff, and she's like, "Uh, uh, I I walked around the block a couple of times, but I had this ice cream cake, and I didn't want it to melt, so I thought maybe you could put it in the freezer. And the girlfriend pulls a gun on her and pistol whips her. They take her down to the docks. They've got her chained up and they're going to throw her in the water and Josh is like wait 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 isn't this a little bit excessive you're willing to kill one of your friends just so that she doesn't see how weird the apartment is and the girl gets away she's running away she's like god damn it she got away shoots her in the back the girl's now limping and jumps into the water and the girlfriend's like yeah well if the currents don't get her the sharks will we're all set here it's ridiculous, but it's so well done. It's not an Angie Tribeca kind of ridiculous. It's not like a naked gun kind of ridiculous. It's everything is blown way out of proportion. Like simple fights, they take them to the umpteenth level.
0: And these aren't, like, fantasy scenes?
1: This no. is actual... Okay. No. It, it's like JD's old fantasy scenes, except for it's really happening and everybody accepts it. Like, last season, I think I had talked about on the show, there was an episode where he was dating a 1987 Saturn. And it was a car, and it would honk and flash its lights, and he had sex with a gas tank. And he was legitimately dating this car, because this show goes over the top with everything. <laughs> It's really enjoyable. I really like it. It's got a lot of smart jokes to it. It's got a lot of good storylines. And, uh, I really highly recommend it if you want something that's funny, but also makes you think a little bit. Okay. Yeah. See, this was season three coming back. So first huh. two, I believe are on Hulu because it's an FXX show. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah. You watch anything else new this week? Uh, let's see. Well, there was one thing that was new to me, but you've seen it. I watched the first episode of Shut Eye.
0: Oh, what'd you think? I'd love to hear it.
1: I really liked it.
0: I um, did not watch any more than the first five because my wife wants to watch it. Yep. And I've been working so much overtime this week, we haven't had a chance to sit down together yep. to watch it. So,
1: so but- let me let me set it up this way real quick. Uh, another new show that I watched this week was Netflix has another show called Glitch. And the it says that it's a Netflix original. It's very, yep. very Australian. And the premise is six people have risen from their graves, but they're not zombies. What's going yes. on? Yes. I watched Glitch. Did you? I loved it. Oh, yeah, I, I watched, hated it. it. Oh, did you watch every episode? Nope. I watched the first episode and I could barely keep my eyes open. So that's why I switched over to Shuteye and I oh. loved Shuteye.
0: No, I thought Glitch was great. Really, because yeah, I don't. I can't believe I didn't talk about. It. Why didn't I? Ta- I thought I talked about it. Maybe I forgot to talk about it on this. I don't know, but Glitch was like you said. No, I did talk about it. I just didn't give a lot of details on it because I said the guy that's in Glitch was also another show on, on Netflix called Str- Stranger Stranger Calls. Okay, but, but Glitch is on Netflix, not Hulu, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, Glitch. I thought it was good. It's those the six super people. Super Australian one. Yeah, yeah, the six people rise from the dead. Yeah, but we don't know why they rise from the dead, and the only reason why we but everyone's age, like one guy was killed in like eighteen forties or eighteen fifty six. Yeah, so they're all di- they're all killed different years, but the only reason why we know that they were dead is because one of the girls was the 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 police officer's wife who yep. died from cancer a couple of years ago.
1: Yep. Yeah, I I liked it. I thought it was good. Really? I I watched that first episode, and I struggled to get to the end. I actually said, I'm like, no, I'm committed to seeing this through the end, but my god, I need to watch something better after this. I thought it was boring and slow, and it didn't hook me. Like, it should have. It should have been a great idea for me. You know, six people who mysteriously rise from the dead, but everything just dragged out. I I think you should definitely
0: keep watching it.
1: If I do, it's going to be super low on my list. I, I appreciate you giving it the thumbs up, but, you know, I found like Shut Eye. I loved the first episode of Shut Eye, and I want oh, to watch it. Oh, Shut Eye's great. Yeah. Um, but no, seriously, going back to Glitch real quick. Yeah.
0: You should definitely keep watching it because it does get better. It's got a great, I'm going to call it a cliffhanger ending type thing to the whole series, which I don't know if they're doing a second season or not, but I hope they do. Yeah. Yeah. I really did like
1: it a lot. Uh, Like I said, it'll be low on my list if I do go back to it. But I I appreciate knowing that you did like it. Uh, But Eye, I I really, really liked it. Um, uh, Not just because I love Jeffrey Donovan, uh, but because the they had good terminology they threw you right into the middle of this but I never felt lost I never felt like they had to stop and take me back and say this is how everything got set up you know they kind of yes. rejected it organically
0: yes even uh, like when he got pissed like when his sister uh did some sort of uh, egg breaking ritual thing yes the bloody the guy, egg trick yeah and the guy attacks her Yep. And says, like, you don't do whatever the name of the thing was. Bora or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, that's ours that we do. You don't do it. And then his sister tells him, and he's like, you can't do that. You know, Fonzo's going to be angry. I'll try and smooth things over with him. Like, even though you have no idea who Fonzo is, the way it's presented, the way it's done, you immediately think, okay, that's the godfather or whatever. That's the crime boss guy or whatever. And, And, no, they do a great job establishing the characters without having us to start from like say from scratch like you said with you know just moving, yeah him just moving to town and right. him setting up his first you know psychic shop and on yep. and on and on no, we, it was we good we
1: know that he's come from Vegas uh yep. we know that he left there because he wanted bigger better things yeah he's you a kind he was a Failed, failed magician. Yes, and you kind of get the suspicion that he might have also maybe been run out of town a little bit, but I'm not there yet. Definitely got
0: that feeling watching that from the first five episodes.
1: Yes, Um, and then you know that he has multiple businesses because Fonzo talks about how he's taking two of his shops. Um, That he obviously, uh, you know, that when he got out here, he tried to run his scams by himself, and Fonzo quickly stopped him. You know, yep. he said, You tried to do that. Remember the beating that I gave you within an inch of your life and Yep. Um it, it was really well done that way. I liked it. I never felt like they were hitting me over the head with juxtaposition or trying to explain everything to a child. Yep. Um but I don't like his wife so far. Uh yeah, there's not a whole lot redeeming about her. No, no, there really isn't. Um yep. She, they, I, I predict bad things there.
0: How many episodes have you watched? Just the first one. Just first, yeah. Um, no, they. Um, geez, I don't remember if it was in the first episode or not. Well, no, yeah, it definitely was. He gets kicked in the head. Yeah, and he gets the the uh, concussion and the slight slight uh, skull fracture from being attacked by one of his uh, Mark's right. boyfriends. Yep, um, but. And- I'm pretty sure they do this in the first one. He starts having
1: visions. He starts – it's almost like he can see the future, but it seems like it's only a couple seconds in advance at first.
0: And it's fuzzy and it's not clear.
1: Like he basically hears somebody talking and then he'll look over to the left and he'll see somebody and then they say it. And he's like, wait, I just heard them say that kind of thing, almost like a deja vu, but not really.
0: Yep. And then he does start to see visions of the future when it comes to this kid with his ears. Right. and um, it's it's well done. It's a really good it show. Is. I, I'm yeah.
1: excited to watch more. Um, yeah,
0: definitely a TVMA show.
1: I, I thought it was funny too. I was watching it with Kelly, and I said to her uh, in one of the very last scenes when you know we see that the wife is now sleeping with the uh, hypnotist, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, you can tell which actress is comfortable with showing her breasts on TV and which one said absolutely not. Yeah, <laughs> the wife's like, here I am, and Emmanuel Shrieky's like, mm, no. No, you know what's
0: kind of weird? What's that? This is a scene, and I'm not being judgmental or whatever, but this is a scene with two women that are in their 40s that you would typically expect nowadays that these girls would be in their 20s. Right. So that was kind of interesting yeah. in that aspect. Like, I, I don't know. In my I, brain I, I could see that. Yep. Um, yeah, no, shed is great. And I really do think you need to stick with Glitch. It does get better.
1: I, I'm not sold yet. But I will keep that in mind. I will. Um, I did, however, though, go ahead and finish Crazy Head. Okay. Cause I remember last time I had watched one episode and you said you watched them all and you really enjoyed it.
0: I did. Yeah. Martin and, uh, Martin and company started watching Crazy Head today as well. So
1: it, it's a good show. I see what yeah. you mean. How you said that the first five, like they go one right after the other leading into yeah. each other. And then the sixth one is like, nah, let's take a little time off.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's definitely a gap between five and six storyline wise, timeline wise. And and
1: boy, these six episodes were it almost feels like they were just there to set up the next season.
0: Yes. Yes, actually you're absolutely right. It's like I mean, we've we've established the characters, we've established it was like a really, 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 really really long pilot.
1: yeah. Yeah. Even to the point where, you know, the last scene is them walking into that bar where there's like multiple demons and they're like, All right, we're ready to kick ass. So, and now they both have a baton. Yeah. You expected to see like crazy head, you know, episode two coming soon.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, you know, the, the humor, it's good. You know, it kind of comes full circle where at the end of the uh, last episode, she's now peeing on the guy. Yep. To do the exorcism on him. Yeah. Uh, she's by herself now because she doesn't want his soul to get stuck in the void. Right. Because, you know, the the chick there was the half-demon.
1: Oh, it's really too bad that her roommate there, the Revenant, went and killed herself because I think she would have been a great character. I think they could have had a lot of fun with her. Oh, you know, yes, yes. Running around and feeding her. Uh, she had a brilliant mind when she was like, I'll just eat a pedophile or, or a rapist. There you yeah. go. And, you and go. instead they gave her guinea pigs. No, yeah. no, 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 no. No, a no, her-
0: pedophile or a rapist is a good thing for her to kill.
1: Yeah, she was being smart. <laughs> she was doing a civic um, service, you know.
0: I uh, I finished travelers.
1: Oh, good! I was hoping you did.
0: And I cannot say just how much I loved this episode. Um,
1: the the episode of the show,
0: the show. Yeah, I really that's yeah, I really liked the show. And what I think I liked about the show a lot is like, all right, so on a lot of these. Shows where they're Netflix original or Hulu original, and it's ten or twelve episodes, or six or eight episodes, or whatever it is. Um, you're essentially it's it's handled like it's a ten episode miniseries, it's a six episode miniseries. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's everything is connected together, everything's one after another. It's not like a normal quote unquote normal TV show where you have like a monster of the week episode or a mythology episode or this right. this that or whatever. Whereas Travelers, it was like a normal TV show. That was only 12 episodes. Yes. And you would have episodes, you know, like, yes, you had that overwhelming story art going on, but you had episodes that were just, you know, oh, in this episode, we're just going to look at this one character. Yeah. Or in this episode, we're going to look at this one storyline that isn't tied over to the overall storyline or whatever. Like, I, I just, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good.
1: It felt to me like the first, I'd say, eight or nine episodes were all kind of, like you said, standalone episodes. And then out of the blue, episodes 10, 11, and 12 were all tied right into each other and like building and building and building to one of the best cliffhanger finishes I've seen on a Netflix original in a while.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I I was was chomping to
1: see the next season.
0: It was really well done. And like I even start, I got really attached to Marcy, the character Marcy. Yeah. And then when they rebooted her basically. Yep. And now she was different and she wasn't dying anymore. It's like I didn't really care for her character as much. I, I almost <laughs> felt like I was standoffish from her. Yep. And then it was hilarious to me because the characters on the show were the same exact way to her that I was to her. Yes. Yes. And even Philip was just like, well, you used to be different. You used to like – Help me. You used to help me. You were nicer. Uh, and basically it was previously she went into this body. She knew she was dying. She had humility and humbling, and now she doesn't have that anymore. Yep. So that aspect of her character is gone. So um,
1: Something yeah. else that I love about this is the way that they handle the teenage kid. Yeah, And – He's the oldest member of the team. Like He's basically an old man in a teenage kid's body. It would have been so easy for them to go ridiculous, you know, the get off my lawn or I'm your elder. But he is one of the coolest characters on the show. Yes. He's calm. He's rational. He's smart. But he's not like, I'm better than you because I'm older. He he pulls rank a couple of times, says, you know, I'm older than you. But he's never the crotchety old jerk.
0: Yeah. And I like how they follow – like one of their protocols that was put down to them was that they had to continue to live the lives of the people they inhabited. Yes. And he takes it seriously. He does. You know, uh, the, the episode where they're all captured by the unknown people, which we find out later is most likely the breakaway faction from the future. It yes. could have even been the director himself. But he's sitting there he's like, and I'm pretty positive. I haven't felt one in a long time, but – Yeah, that's a catheter. (laughs) And then he goes, please, like, don't say anything suggestive or or do anything. And she's like, how would you say that at a time like this? He's like, because I'm a (laughs) 17-year-old. And that's how your body reacts. And that would be excruciatingly painful if that happened. (laughs) But I like how he is with a guy where he's just like, hey, I've got a test I got to study for. Am I going to get home in time? You know, like (laughs) –
1: yeah, he's got just enough wise-ass in him without being over yep. the top. He He's just – he's one of my favorite characters.
0: But that episode also provided the only, like, window of, like, what? Like, how do they explain this when they had basically been captured for, like, three days they were missing? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you – like, how is there that 17-year-old doesn't have a missing persons report filed on it? Right. You know what I mean? Like, the way they handled that by just, no, oh, we're just going to not address it and just move on? Mm-hmm. That's the only flaw that really stood out to me that I was like, eh,
1: bullshit. But otherwise – I got around that because we were given so many, like, hints and windows. Like, his girlfriend wanted to steal stuff, you know, and they were like, dude, this was your idea. You always wanted to do it. And he was in the underground cage fights. I got the sense that he was the type who would disappear from home for a while. Like, maybe they were used to it.
0: All right. Fair enough, I guess. But, um yeah, no, I, you're right. He's one of my favorite characters. But um, the whole
1: show is just so good. It's just enjoyable TV. Yes. And I love the fact that we don't know if, you know, the last message that they get from the director was right through yes. the guy. And it was, you know, abort, shut down the quantum field. Yep. And I, I loved it when they had that realization there at the end, you know, and they were like, Wait, wait. There was no faction when you left? No. What are you talking about? There's a a complete faction. You know, that place never flooded and those people never died and they turned into a new faction that opposes the director. So they have had effects on the future.
0: And the fact that the director is not a person but a computer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that was another thing. And then –
1: And they seem to worship him.
0: Yes. Yes. Like the director made everything better and so they're good with it. Or like – I don't know, just so many aspects of like the future is so bleak that when the uh, when when the when the person when the traveler jumps into that body and then allows his team to get die and get killed and then pretends that he was not a traveler until he wants to expose everything and then right. basically they show oh wait we're all travelers in this room. And then they execute him by having someone else zapped into his body. Yeah. That person would rather be in prison for the rest of their life than be in the future.
1: Right, which was good because they they had touched upon that earlier. Remember when they had the whole family and there was yep. one misfire and they said, boy, back in the beginning, it was like a 40% chance you'd misfire. And people still volunteered. Well, wouldn't yep. you? Wouldn't you rather yep. be here and misfire than – so – and then you're right. You know, this guy was like, yeah, I'm fine going to prison for the rest of my life as long as I'm not in that future.
0: Yeah. Or even all those people that got zapped back into the old people and they basically knew they were there just to die.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. That was great. The elderly yeah. hit squad. <laughs> yeah.
0: That was awesome.
1: Yeah. She's our best sniper. I'm like, really? That's great.
0: And then they in Protocol 3, they're not allowed to kill anybody. So they're just shooting to warn even though they're being shot at to be killed. Right.
1: Do not save a life. Do not take a life.
0: Yeah, so it was. It was. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot going on. Yep, so a lot going cool. on. Done very well. Yes, absolutely done very well. So I'm looking forward to season two. Me too. I'm really looking forward to season two.
1: Now, are you watching Incorporated at all?
0: You know, I watched that first episode, and I have not watched it since then because I essentially forgot about it.
1: Okay, I had a backlog of like three or four of them. Yeah. And I sat down one day and I was like, oh, I'll put one on in the background and I got sucked right in and I found myself really enjoying the show. Not to the mm-hmm. point of like, you know, Oh my God, this is my favorite show, but I genuinely enjoy the episodes. I pay attention to them. Um, I didn't realize that this was actually created by Ben Affleck and Matt Damon.
0: Yes. I, I did know that.
1: And, uh, I like how ridiculously over the top the tech is. Like they didn't. It's minority report level stuff where they just yep. they flick screens up in the air and they've got stuff all around them. It's so over the top that I can accept it. You know, <laughs> if that makes sense, it's like this yes, is so it ridiculous that yes, yep. it, it's fine. Yeah, it's been very enjoyable. I've really enjoyed uh, watching it. Um, they seem to weave in flashbacks very well to show you like where the people came from and how they got to where they are. Uh, and it's violent. Uh, Yep. Watch somebody on one of the episodes recently get murdered, choked out, like strangled, and, you know, you watched his face turn purple and then blue, and you watched his eyes bug out of his head, and then they were trying to cover it up, so, I mean, they were like, yep, yeah, they put him in an auto car, cranked the heat all the way up, so that by the time he got out to the desert, which was his destination, uh, mm-hmm. he'd be unrecognizable because his skin would have melted, or he would have become bloated or something, and it was uh, pretty gross, but yeah, I, I, I can't say like you have to go watch this show, but it is a very enjoyable show. It's a USA program. Um, they, I thought
0: it was on Sci-Fi.
1: I thought it was on USA.
0: I thought it was on Sci-Fi.
1: Hmm.
0: Incorporated TV series. I mean, they're
1: sci-fi. All right. I was going to say, they're all the same parent company anyway, but all right. Yeah. So it's a sci-fi show, and they do a good job of, you know, it's another post-apocalyptic world. Um, The ocean levels rose, and they wiped out the cities that were on the coasts and everybody moved inland and then the inland areas got hit by droughts and so they've got of dust bowls and such. And, uh, you know, they've got lots of refugee camps of people who showed up and couldn't make it. And then they have the red zone and the green zone, which, by the way, Colony is a show on USA right now. And they have a red zone and a green zone and it's not done nearly as well. Yeah. This one, the red zone is trash. Like this is it's gross. The green zone is everything pristine and glass and marble and pretty, and the red zone is where the executives go to blow off scene because it's dangerous. and You can get illicit substances and such. Um,
0: Drugs and whatnot. That's
1: right, and hookers and watch people beat each other up for money. No, I really like it. I really enjoy the show, and I, like I said, I binged right through four episodes and said, holy God, I wish I had more to watch. So
0: nice.
1: definitely a big thumbs up for Incorporated. I'll
0: probably try to catch up on it at some point because I did I did enjoy the um the pilot. Yep. When I watched the pilot that time. So
1: I think you'd enjoy it. I think if you gave it a chance you'd be like yeah. Yeah, this is a solid show. Again, it's not my pick for favorite show of the year, but it definitely is a solid show.
0: Fair enough. Uh, I didn't watch any other TV shows this week. I mean, well, I mean, like my wife and I watched The Curse of Oak Island, and I watched a couple episodes of season one of Fargo. Okay. Uh, While I was at work, just kind of on in the background. I forgot how good it was, (laughs) Billy Bob Thornton's character especially. Uh Uh-huh. Martin Freeman's great in it. Um, I did watch a movie. Okay. Uh, This just came out on demand on the third, and Kate's cousin – Johnny wanted to watch it real bad, so he he got it, and we watched it together. And it's the new Blair Witch
1: movie. Okay.
0: Um, and I will say this. The original Blair Witch project I saw in the movie theaters at Hoyt's. Uh, they stretched the film between two screens. I mean, this was 1999. Everyone believed that it was actually real. All the hype surrounding it, they thought this – you know what I mean? Like, it was it was believed to be real footage. A real like real thing, like not fictional whatsoever, you know what I'm talking about? You remember yep. the hype? Oh yeah, so we're at the movie theater, and uh, they had stretched the film from to for two to two different projectors so that way they could because the turnout was far greater than they thought it would be for people that wanted to see it and, and I remember the projector broke in one of the other theaters, and so the film popped and then it melted on the screen, and people started screaming in the theater. Like it was <laughs> hilarious, legit screaming and freaking out. A full-on panic was setting in. People were starting to jump out of their seats to run out of the theater. I mean, it was hilarious. And then, like, they finally all the lights came on, and so an employee came and goes. It, it st- everyone, calm down. It's just a broken projector. Like it was like full on panic was setting in with <laughs> several of the people in the theater. Awesome. So, anyways, we all know now that it's a fictional movie, and it was not the first ever found footage film, but it definitely elevated the genre. Right. Um, then we got Blair Witch uh, Two: Book of Shadows, which starred Jeffrey Donovan. And the fact that we get to see Jeffrey Donovan in movies the only thing good that came out of that that movie was the Drizzling Sheds. Uh yes. I mean, horrible. This movie, I loved.
1: What? Really?
0: Yeah, the new Blair Witch film, yeah. And maybe it's because I was watching it with Johnny and he was so into it. But I mean, like I got into the movie. It was done really, really well. Essentially, Heather Donahue was the girl in the first movie. That movie takes place in 1994. That's when they you know, the movie came out in 99, but that's when they filmed stuff was in 94. This movie was 2014, 20 years later. This is when it takes place. Her younger brother is the star. He's probably in his mid-20s. So he was four or five when his sister disappeared. They address that. And basically, like, he is kind of obsessed with trying to find his sister because okay. he doesn't. He's just trying to find his sister or find out what happened to her. Okay. Mm-hmm. Somebody posts some footage on on YouTube, essentially, of that they of some of a tape they found in Burkittsville, and he thinks he sees his sister on the tape, like catches a glimpse of her. So, um, essentially, he and his not his girlfriend, his plutonic friend, who's a girl. Uh, they go to – she is for her like final on this thesis project she's doing. She has to do a documentary on someone's life or some experience. And so she's doing a documentary on him. So that's where the found footage aspect of this one comes into play or the self-filmed aspect of it is because you're seeing it through the point of view of her documentary. So they have – all have these cameras, which <clears> – <throat> if these cameras are real – then the level of them being used in pornography is going to be tremendously huge because they go on your ear like a Bluetooth Mm -hmm. headset does or earbud does. And that's the camera and it films like high definition allegedly. So you get the complete point of view of the person. So they all wear those. Plus she has a camera. And then so it's, Him and her and then his best friend and his girlfriend and his girlfriend and they all grew up together as kids and they go off and they go meet up with the guy that posted the footage and they live – they're locals. So him and his girlfriend want to go with them into the woods because he's going to go show where they found it, not just tell him she wants to. He wants to show him and then they're going to go look for evidence of where it might have been filmed, et cetera, et cetera. So there's six of them that go off into the woods together to go look for his sister and this footage and everything. And it is just done really, really well. Like it's, it's, it's a really good movie. Hmm. It's probably the best movie in this genre I've ever seen when it comes to the found footage or the point of view or the self found or whatever you want to call it. I mean, it's done really well. The story is actually really good. The acting is actually really good, and even though it's a bunch of unknown people, I mean, yeah. Like, I cannot really endorse this more. Not the greatest movie I've ever seen of all time, but I mean, like, this is a great flick.
1: Huh.
0: It's a good horror movie.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah. Like, they do a really, really good job on it, and you have to really pay attention to what's being said in it. And, um, yeah. Like, I was genuinely surprised how much I liked and enjoyed this movie. I was settling in for garbage, and... <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. Interesting. And there's a couple really truly creepy experiences in the flick. Yeah, and it's not even like the uh, yeah. There's some jump scares in them, but I mean, there's some stuff in it that's that's pretty solid. Huh. And it, and honestly, and I and I wrote this down. Great ending exclamation point. Okay. Yeah.
1: Well, a solid ending is key,
0: right? Oh no, absolutely yes. But yeah, I, and I know you're surprised by all this. I can tell. Um, but yes, yeah, like yeah, watch it, huh? Go watch the flick.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm
0: serious. I'm genuinely surprised. Same thing. The other movie, like that, blew me away. That I was surprised how much I really liked it. Yeah. But is, it's definitely not done as good as this one was. Actually, it was as above, so below. Like, I really liked that movie. Like, it surprised me how much I liked it. And maybe it's because my expectations were so low. That's why uh, my reaction to it is so positive. But still, great flick. Great
1: flick. The Blair Witch one. Interesting. Uh, That's the best word that I can come up with because I really – I didn't expect anything out of it.
0: Dude, when I saw the trailer, I just thought this is stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And it had a lot to do with the fact that the first one was revolutionary for what it was. But at the end of the day, it's not a good movie. No, it's
1: terrible.
0: Yeah, you know. And then the second one is just dumb, garbage. Um, but so this one, I was just like, whatever, this is stupid. And then Johnny's like, oh, we have to watch the movie. I need to come over. We're going to watch it together. And I'm like, all right, fine, Johnny. Come on over. And he did. And we watched it. And I was like, damn, that was good. I was shocked as how good it was and how much I wow. liked it. Maybe yeah. I should watch it again to see if I, you know, were, were to see if my my level expectations. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. I haven't had a drink in months, okay. but it's just the fact that maybe my expectations were so low, and it ended up being so good that maybe I have an overinflated, you
1: know, maybe I, I, I haven't I seen it, so it's not like I can sit here and argue it. All right. I can say is that you know that's interesting or. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Huh? You learn. something new every day. You say you watched an old movie this week. What well, you watch? Not old, but older. Yeah, it was um, Get Hard. Get Hard. Oh, 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 oh! Is that the one where
0: Will Ferrell goes to prison? Yeah, I've never watched it. I mean, you know what? That's a lie. I think I watched the
1: first ten minutes and shut it off. It was not worth watching. It was yeah. definitely a background movie, and it was yeah. not worth watching. Um, That's too bad. I had high hopes because in the beginning, uh, it's Will Ferrell, and I like him, and I like Kevin. Yeah. Kevin Hart. Yes, thank you. I wanted to call him Kevin Johnson for some reason, but no, mm-hmm. Kevin Hart. I like both of them, but the concept was ridiculous out of the gate. Um, you knew everything that was happening. You know, basically, he's set up. As an embezzler for his company and his father-in-law heads the company and he's like, Oh, no, no, I'll take care of it. I'll put some special investigators on it. We'll figure out what happened. We'll, we'll, we'll take care of this. So you know automatically that his father-in-law is the one that did it. I mean, come on. And sorry, it's future father-in-law because Allison Bree is the fiance and she is. Uh, sex hungry and a nympho, but also a gold digger. you know, they're living in a mansion and he's like, don't you think this is a big enough house?" And she's like, "How is this a big enough house? This is ridiculous. We need something that's like ten times bigger and and he you know assumes Kevin Hart went to prison because he's black and yeah. You know, there's a funny scene later on where he gets some gangsters on his side because he was an investment banker and so he shows them how to diversify their portfolios and put their cocaine money into mutual funds and return money on their illegal goods. That, that was about it. And of course, you know, he finds love with one of the people he never expected. So yeah, it was it was not worth watching. It was definitely a background movie. I'm glad I didn't invest too much time and energy into it. And that's all I got to say about that.
0: Well, there you go. Um, I didn't watch any other movies. I I just got a little bit of movie news. Okay. Uh, Or TV news, even. Um, So CW has ordered a pilot for the Charmed reboot series. Oh my god. Or could just be a prequel. Uh, it's just basically three witches, circa 1976, New England. Oh, um, hmm. how was
1: they that re- charmed then?
0: Well, it's supposed to be like Charmed, the Power of Three, blah blah blah. It's related somehow. I don't but know. I mean, it,
1: like, I don't know because in the Charmed show, that was the thing. Like all these witches, even the ones from their history, were thrilled that there was finally a set of charmed ones. Like their grandmother was like, Oh my God, you're the charmed one. Their mother, you know, their ancestor from back in the puritanical days was like, oh, the charmed ones are part of my lineage. So it was like a well, big thing. It wasn't just like, maybe three that's witches why it's together.
0: a reboot. A if pre- it's a
1: reboot, I'll accept it. If it's, well, if it's it was a, re- a prequel, it, no,
0: I think it's a reboot said reboot. Okay. So, um, they released a, a teaser for the new cult of Chucky movie. <laughs> Okay. So I watched the teaser and the whole teaser is nothing but previously released footage from other from the older films. They literally haven't even started filming the frigging movie yet and yet they released a teaser already. Nice. Or by the time you people listen to this, they would have they would have just started filming because they're starting to film on Monday the 9th. That's when they start filming.
1: So the teaser is not just a, it, it should have just been like a press bulletin,
0: pretty much. Yeah, yeah, huh. and then uh, yeah, but it was a, it's the official first teaser, and then I watched the red band trailer for Death Race twenty fifty. Uh huh. I love that Roger, Roger Corman presents Death Race twenty fifty. It just oh, looks yeah. amazing. It does. It, January seventeenth on Blu Ray and on demand. Yep. Yeah,
1: looks awesome. Absolutely. And that's it. That's me. That's everything I got. The only other thing that I have was that they released the plot summary of Thor Ragnarok this week. Oh, okay. Uh, This is the official synopsis that was put out there. Imprisoned on the other side of the universe, the mighty Thor finds himself in a deadly gladiatorial contest that pits him against the Hulk, his former ally and fellow Avenger. Thor's quest for survival leads him in a race against time to prevent the all-powerful Hela from destroying his homeworld and the Asgardian civilization. So basically, he doesn't have Mjolnir, and he's got to... It sounds like a Planet Hulk-esque kind of thing. I know they've been hinting that for a while. But, yeah, he's on a gladiatorial planet trying to fight his way out so that he can get back to Asgard to prevent Ragnarok and the destruction of all Asgardians and watching Asgard get wiped out of the universe. I'm cool with that. Yeah. They said that – Earlier on, a couple months ago, they were talking about it, and they said that it's going to be kind of like a uh, a buddy comedy f- travel flick in some respects, like not straight yep. up, but we we've all seen Thor and Hulk interacting with each other, you know, the deadpan punch and knocking Thor off the screen and stuff like that, or Thor bashing Loki around, calling him puny god. Yeah, so I could def- Hulk see- bashing Loki yes, 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 yes. Um, so I could definitely see that coming to the fray and being. Hilariously entertaining, mm-hmm. but yeah, Ooh. nice. That's all I've got. Nice, yeah.
0: I saw, I saw a uh, commercial for Powerless. Oh, looks good.
1: I'm torn. It, it I looks, don't know. it looks kind of cheesy to me.
0: It, no, that's the thing. Is it, it's, it's almost like community style stupid comedy.
1: Yes. I got to
0: say maybe maybe that's what we need is a completely different approach to the uh, superhero TV genre.
1: Right. If they can do it right and granted they've got Alan Tudyk, they've got Danny Pudi, they've got Ron Funches, I mean, yeah. they've got some comedic powerhouses there, so yeah. it, it's possible, but I'm just worried that they're going to air like two episodes and then pull it because it looks so ridiculously yeah. over the top and I know that they had that major change uh, you know, just a month ago. Yeah. To the entire plot. So I worry that it's like a Hail Mary kind of thing. And then they're going to be like, eh, we tried. Cancel it.
0: One of the bits in the in the commercial I saw is a woman going, she's like got her hand up on her eyes or something. She's like, oh, my God, look, it's a bird. Oh, I know. It's a plane. And then just cut to, how can you not tell the difference between a bird and a plane? <laughs> awesome. Like, All right. I see where this is going.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it looks decent. Yep. Yeah starts soon, so. Yes, it does. A lot of shows are starting soon or coming back soon. Yes. It's exciting. It's an exciting time to be a TV fan. It really is. But I you think know? that's all I got.
0: All right. Well, sounds good. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of What Did You Watch This Week. Once again, my name is Mike. You can find me on the Twitter machine at SuperstarML.
1: You can find me on there at The Quantum Geek. That's G33K.
0: The show is at What Did You Watch? Our Facebook presence is What Did You Watch This Week? And, uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks, everybody.